Welcome to another episode of The Variant Podcast. Please check our website at variantpodcast.com and follow us on all your favorite social media at Variant Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you love the show and would like to support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash variantpodcast. On with the show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Variant Podcast. I am Pedro. I am here today again with Aiden, as always. Aiden, say hi to the peeps. Hello, peeps. <laughs> we got a cool show tonight where we're reviewing probably one of the better uh, DC animated films, in my opinion. I don't know if Aiden believes that, but by his face, he probably does. Yeah, we're talking tonight about Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. Um, it's the movie adaptation of The, the Flashpoint uh, the, the, Paradox. The Flashpoint Paradox, yeah. yeah. So, well, it's a little different. That's why I have to make yeah. that distinguish. Yeah. But no, for sure. It's it's exciting. I'm excited to start this new series with you guys. Um, so nobody knows yet. So I guess we're going to explain it. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to literally just go down the list of the DC Extended Animated Universe. Um, they're, yes. all, they're, they're all available on DC Universe. Go ahead Shameless and plug. Go ahead and watch them. Um, but yeah, so there's like 12 of them. You know, it starts That's with Flashpoint thing. Paradox, goes to Justice League War, Son of Batman, Throne of Atlantis, Batman versus Robin, Batman Bad Blood, which is probably the best of all of them. Justice League versus Teen Titans, Justice League Dark, Teen Titans Judas Contract, Suicide Squad, Hell to Play, Death of Superman, Reign of Superman, Batman Hush, and the latest one that just came out is the Wonder Woman Bloodlines. So we got a lot of films to go over. And then um, we'll hopefully be able to finish it off with the newest one, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Yeah, I'm hoping so. But I, do you know when it comes out? When does it come out? Um, this month. Oh, so yeah, we're definitely yeah. going to finish it off with that. Yeah. With that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, the new Superman movie, The Red Sun, is not part of the extended universe. It's just a one-off. Yeah, so that's why that's not on that list. Uh, it's a great comic and it's a good movie, but it's not part of the extended universe because you know the uh, the Justice League Flashman paradox kind of. Um, rebooted the uh, the universe yeah. in many ways, and so that's also when it rebooted re- rebooted the DC animated universe. But no, yeah, Aiden, you got some news for us to go go over today. So um, drop them for us. All right, it's been a very slow news week, as um, always. But Pedro, one of the biggest movies that was set to come Ever. out next year was pushed back. I saw that. John Wick Chapter 4 has been pushed back (laughs) to 2022. (laughs) Almost a full year after its original release date. I feel like nobody cares about John Wick 4 anymore. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Isn't Justice Justice League, isn't John Wick 4 supposed to come out, was supposed to come out the exact same day as Matrix? As the Matrix 4, yeah. But now none of them are making that release date. They have both been pushed back. Oh, so hopefully they still... Have Keanu Reeves Day in twenty twenty two. They better. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like the third one as much as I thought I would. The second one was probably the, my favorite. No, I'll take that back. The first one was my favorite. First one's probably the best one. The second one was okay. Was good. Um, and the third one was okay. I don't suggest if you haven't watched them yet. I don't suggest watching them all back to back to back like I did. Me and my friend watched it. We watched John Wick 1 and 2 back to back. And halfway through John Wick 2, we were just all fall. Like we both fell asleep. I don't know why. If, if it was, <laughs> I don't know if it was because we were tired or just the movie dragged, but the second movie drags a little bit. Second so, movie definitely drags. It drags. Okay. So it's not just me. It does drag. It, that one I felt was the weakest one. I think okay. 3 was better than 2. Yeah. Another discussion for another day. No, 3 is good. I like 3. I like the. I like how he just. I like how he starts off right as the second one come. Um, yeah, the second one ends, and that, that was really good. Um, but for sure, yeah. I, I mean, I, I saw that they. I saw that it got postponed. But I feel like a lot of things are getting postponed. I mean, did yeah. did you hear about what's going on with the whole AMC and Regal and Universal? Um, I debacle? have 
I have a little bit, but I don't get it. What's going on with that? Yeah, so pretty much Universal went on record and said, hey, starting from now on, we're going to release um, digital films the same day as they come out in theaters because they got so much – they got really good feedback from releasing Trolls World Tour. They made over a hundred. They yeah, they made over a hundred million dollars. Wow. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so they were like, "Oh, this works." So let's just release these films. And so once they announced that, AMC came on on went on the record, I guess to say, to announce that they will no longer show any Universal films. Period. Now, what are Universal Films? Just uh, Justice League. I keep saying Justice League. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. Fast, the Fast, Fu- the Fast and Furious. Um, That's going to be a big saga. loss. Uh, James James Bond is Universal, I believe. I think that's Sony. Yeah, don't don't quote me on oh, James Bond. Don't, yeah, don't but there's a few other big yeah. ones that Universal that this would kind of push back. On Universal, but and then as they say that as AMC announced that people came to their support. One of them was Regal. Then Regal also said we're not going to show wow. any Universal films. Yeah, I mean, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, I don't know if Universal was going to actually release all these films on video. On, I don't think on, it would on, be on, smart. It wouldn't make sense because here's the the problem I have with it is that hey yeah. I understand that Trolls made a, over $100 million, but no one has nothing to do. Exactly. They're stuck at home, so of course they're going to watch Trolls World Tour. And like, then like when things start opening up again... People are going to want to no go see gonna, movies. No one's going to want to go see a theater or a movie in the theater if they can just watch it at home. Yeah, so I definitely get yeah. AMC's point. Yeah, and then and then uh, Universal. One of the reasons, uh, one of the uh, unwritten reasons Universal did this is because they get more of the money revenue from the film because they, now they don't have to split the revenue with the theaters. Yeah. So it's like I get both their sides because I get the Universal side is more of a a business decision. Like, hey, we need to make more money, but at the same time, you got to think about these theaters that won't be, you know, having. If they start doing this, we won't have films come out in theaters. But I I don't agree with you in the one point that you said that you think people are gonna want to stay home and watch them. I am all I can almost guarantee, dude, that once it's safe to go see movies, people are gonna go see movies. They don't care what it's out. People will go watch Captain Marvel in theaters again because it's an outing. Okay. I mean, but then you know, I mean. Like in the case of Trolls World Tour, when you go see a movie with multiple people, it's like what ten dollars per person yeah. average. Ten, ten plus the yeah. whatever snacks you get. Yeah, yeah, but, but I think with Trolls, it was just twenty dollars, like, and that's it. So you could have like a huge group of people, and you're just paying twenty dollars to watch it. Yeah, but so you save money while still yeah. getting a movie that's still out in theaters. Right, but you also but you don't get the experience, and you don't get to see the That's film, in it, yeah. and you don't see you, you, you don't get to see the film in its glory, quote unquote. Like you don't see it in complete theater of quality. You're gonna see it in your Samsung 50 inch or whatever. You're not gonna see it in Dolby surround sound. You're not gonna see it in IMAX. You're gonna see it in regular in regular digital. And for some people, I mean, obviously, some people are gonna do it regardless. Like I know people that. If they had the option between going to a movie and going and watching at home, they would watch it at home. I'm not of that group. I would, yeah, I would. For example, when they were talking about when there was this whole thing talking about Wonder Woman being released digitally first, I was so upset because that's not a film made for digital first. That's that's an IMAX movie. You gotta you gotta watch it in theaters Uh, because I also want to get the commemorative uh, popcorn. 10. Yeah. yeah. I said it. I like getting all those popcorn 10s. But I don't know. It's it's interesting. I don't know if Universal was going to re- – they said they were, they were going to start releasing all their films. But I don't think they were going to. I don't think that they were going to release, you know, say, the new Fast and Furious movie first digitally. 
Right. And then Fast and the Furious is a, I believe it's a multi-billion dollar franchise. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. So I think when you take that out of theaters, which it's, AMC is a very popular movie theater chain. They're well, all not across only the AMC, country. AMC yeah. and Regal, Regal. Like the, the two biggest ones after, uh, no, the, the, I, I, feel, I feel like the big three are AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. Yeah. So if you take yeah. out two of the big three. Yeah. So, and then taking that out, limiting people's ability to go see it, that's going to take a huge hit. And I think Universal is going to realize either learn that the hard way or change. Yeah. I don't see why. I don't understand their point. You know, I, I see it. I see it for films that aren't big ticket movies like right. Twirls World Tour. Um, Warner Brothers did it with Scoob. Um, yeah, Scoob didn't look like it was going to be a big. That, right. Big so these film. films yeah. that are these films that are like quote unquote big, but they aren't really big. They're just um, you know, big intellectual properties. Yeah. And they're like Artemis Fowl. You know, Disney is going to release it first on on Disney Plus. I think that's where it should have been originally. In the first place. Exactly. Because I, I loved, when I was in high, uh, high school, when I was in middle school, I read Artemis Fowl. So I was a little excited for it. And if I didn't have the AMC membership uh, ticket, um, mem- premiere member or whatever, that you get the free movies, I probably wouldn't watch it in theaters and wait for it to come out in digital. So there's some films that, you know, it makes sense to do that with, to go digital and um, and theater. But for big films like Wonder Woman, Fast, Furious, whatever number they're in now, can't do that. You can't because they're they're made for like imagine imagine if Warner Brothers decided to release The Dark Knight digital first. Like that film was built, well, not built. That for, film was filmed in IMAX, IMAX camera. Yeah. So why would you want to see it digitally first? Now you can watch that. Really, I watch it all, almost at least once every couple of months. But if it's built, if it's made for a certain thing, you have to keep it that way. And I understand Universal's um, predicament. I understand that they want to make more money because that's that's what it's all about, making money. Yeah. But at the same time, I think they shot themselves in the foot because sure. because I still I I think these theaters, although they are, for example, AMC is in the brink of bankruptcy. They're still, yeah. it's still AMC. You know, I pick theaters in Boca and Daray went bankrupt, but they're still, they're still open playing films. So even if AMC does go bankrupt, they're still going to be around. For and sure. It, it doesn't sound smart to have them um, not show these films, but I don't know. And I don't know if AMC is going to hold that, hold down that, you know, that argument too, because if they see that Sony, or not Sony, if they, if they see that Universal isn't budging and they're in budging, I think they're going to come up with something because I don't think an AMC and a Regal are going to not want to, are going to not want to see, uh, are not going to want to have, you know, a fast five kind of film. No. But, yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll keep up with that. Maybe. And so that brings us to our next news story. Um, I mean, yeah, John Wick is a big movie that got pushed back, but another one that you may or may not care about got pushed back. It's called oh, the Batman. It? Yeah, dog. Dog. Push back to October first. I am you know so. Say it's it with long, me now. Long it's Halloween. Long Halloween. It's it's so. Oh my gosh! I just got chills. Hold on, let me show you. Look, chills. <laughs> I'm it's, excited. It's totally long Halloween at this point. I'm disappointed. It's pushed back. I'm not. But I'm excited. It, it would only make it better if they release it on the 31st. That would have been a lot better. But I like, don't, I don't think care. that's a Friday. I don't care. If it's a Monday, I'm going to go watch it. Let's do it. Let's go see it mm-hmm. on Halloween. I will. Oh, I'll, listen. When that film comes out, dude, I went – okay. I went to see The Dark Knight in theaters, double digits. I will watch this film double digits. Yeah. I don't remember how many times I watched it. I lost count. I will watch this film at least 10 times in theaters. I will probably be moving in to my nearest movie theater. <laughs> I will be there for every showing in every IMAX. Show, the, the, detect every single thing in the film. Understand yes. every little detail. Yeah. I'm excited. It's it, when, when they announced that they were going to move it, I feel like it was the perfect storm for them because yeah. they haven't really announced anything yet. There hasn't been a trailer. 
I don't think we're going to see a trailer. We were go- It wasn't official, but the rumor was that they were going to sh- release a f- the first trailer, like a teaser trailer, at San Diego Comic-Con. But that got pushed back. That got canceled. Or well, so- then they also just started filming, and then they had to stop. Right, right. But so if they had, I don't think they, they would have had time. Like that nah, may have been the plan. Not yet, right. But San Diego Comic Con got well, yeah. Comic Con got canceled. But yeah. I think if Comic Con wasn't canceled and the film wasn't pushed back and we didn't and we weren't going through this pandemic right now, they would have had enough footage for a teaser to show at Hall H because that's what everybody was. Everybody was going to Comic Con this year for one thing and one thing only. The it Suicide was, Squad. It wasn't <laughs> the Eternals. It wasn't Thor, Love, Thunder. It was for Batman. Batman. 100%. And maybe Justice. Uh, Justice I'll keep saying Justice League. <laughs> and maybe Suicide Squad. But no. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Suicide Squad has the summer on its own now. Yeah. And they also had... Um, did you hear the rumor about the Batman film? What rumor? Probably, probably. That Johnny Depp might play the Joker. That would be good. I would like that. Very much. They, they need they need a Joker because Johnny Depp or Willem Dafoe, right? Because that's the thing they need a Joker. If they're if they're doing Long Halloween, Joker is part of the storyline. Yeah. So it's kind of it would be weird not having a Joker if they were doing Long Halloween. Therefore, that means that we're going to see like our fifth new Joker, which would be awesome. And I kind of mix. I kind of hope it's Johnny Depp. Johnny He's Depp kinda, would really be cool. I think Johnny Depp would be good for that role. Or, or, hear me out, we give Jared Leto his true chance. 100%. I 100% agree. I 100% agree, and I'm not joking. I think you were joking, but I'm not. I'm not either. Release the air cut. No, they did release the air cut. That's the problem. It's still (laughs) trash. They, if Jared Leto could play Joker in this film and was really good, People would freak because I strongly believe, and I will go to my grave saying this, he was probably one of the better Jokers we've seen. But we only saw we five only saw minutes. Like, exactly. Had we seen a whole film, he would have been in the, the, in the top in the top like three for sure. Like you can't sure. Rome, uh, Romero, whatever his name is from Cesar the 60s. Romero. Cesar Romero, you're not going to tell me Cesar Romero is better than Jared Leto. Like, you're not. And I have people on these Batman sites that I'm, I'm, I'm a part of say that. And I just, like, roll my eyes at them. Like, stop. Like, Leto was a good actor. He was just given a I crappy just, script. Yeah. It's just and not he, fair to judge Jared Leto's Joker. It's, 100%. It's not, it's not fair at all because he didn't get his chance. Yeah. But, yeah. But now else, Venom 2 will be yes. taking the Batman slot. Oh, is it? Let there be carnage. Well, yeah, and the Venom, and they were talking about, there was rumors that, um, Toby Maguire. <laughs> there are rumors that Tom Holland might be in that film. There are rumors. I don't, I don't know if they're true, but. Rumors rumors are never usually true. Woody Harrelson's going to be carnage. That's all that matters. Yeah, I saw that. It's Andy Serkis is directing, who is also oh. our new Alfred. That's right. So we will still yeah. see Andy Serkis in which some is way. Which is interesting because, you know, you, you they talk about um, Sony was very adamant saying that their universe was not connected to the Marvel universe. Right. Right. But then you see the Morbius trailer and you see at the end Vulture. Yeah, that was not. I mean, I know the contract is Marvel can just use the characters. So it's still technically Sony's character. They can use Michael Keaton's Vulture as whatever they want. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, From what I understand. Okay, I didn't know that. I, didn't know that I think it would be better if they connected it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, having Tom Holland show up in that, people would flock to theaters to go see Morbius. Oh, 100%. Or, or Venom 2. For yeah, whatever. But I think, yeah, but Venom 2 would be rated R, right? We don't know. They keep teasing it. I don't think it will be. Was was Venom one rated R? No, <laughs> shouldn't oh, have been. I don't think it should be rated R. Mm. No, yeah, no. I just I was thinking about it because like, would it have the same effect that Birds of Prey had, where 
it flopped in my opinion because of the rated R film of the rated R ranking. So that's interesting because definitely it. Because imagine imagine having um imagine having um a Tom Holland from Spider Man show up in Venom two and Venom two rated R, and these kids can't go see it. Yeah. So that's the point. And I don't like one thing that bothers me is taking comic book characters that aren't rated R in their source material and making them rated R. Yeah. Like Harley Quinn started out in a children's cartoon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like then Venom was not rated R. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think, but here's the thing, uh, like a Harley Quinn type of character can work in an R rated movie. Yeah. I mean, she works well. I watched uh, the first season of Harley Quinn on the animated series on, on this universe. It's rated R. For and sure. she, play, she's good. I don't like the series. Like I, I stopped watching after season season one. I know season two released a couple weeks ago. I'm not a fan of the series, but she they she worked well in that rated R setting. That was a setting that was good for it. But I don't think a film like Birds of Prey deserved to be Definitely rated R. Not. But yeah, that's just my thing. And then um, another character that follows with that is Deadpool. Deadpool's not an R-rated character. You don't think so? He's not. Most of his comic books don't go above a T rating. Really? All of his profanity is censored. There are issues where it is very mature and whatnot, but not all the time. Interesting. So, I mean, like we have our Deadpool movie, and it's based off of the R-rated comics. Yeah. But if it were closer to the comics, it probably would have been a PG-13. I think it's just people complaining. Because people okay. want edgier characters. And yeah. for some reason, R is the only way to do that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, they, <laughs> no comment. It, it, you don't need to make a rated R film just because. And people hated Venom because it wasn't rated R. And that just made no sense to me. Yeah, these people, man. These, Venom these, was these... a great movie. And I, have, I, will, I have I have yet to see it. I will die believing that. I have yet great. to see. I have yet to see Venom. I do like Tom Hardy though, so I, I I do need to go see it. He's good. Now speaking of speaking of comic books, uh, Marvel is beginning to release books again. May twenty seventh. Yeah, that's when that's a Wednesday, and I read from my comic shop, um, Docking Bay that DC is also the diamond distributors are going to go back to uh, distributing their comics and on May 20th or something like that. So that Good. means all the DC slates are coming back, but we don't know yet. It's just hearsay for now because they announced a couple weeks ago that DC found a new distributor to, re- to release their books, but then diamond distributors still had all their orders for DC, so these all these comic book shops, if they went with this new distributor, would have to pay double. So if I went in there and asked for Batman number eighty four, and I got it from this new distributor, my comic shop would also have to buy another Batman eighty four from Diamond because that's part of their deal contract, contract which was yeah. so messed up. But yeah, it looks like it's going back to quote unquote normal. It looks like they're going to start so. to distribute. Yeah. And I don't see why not. I mean, people are delivering things all the time. Like Amazon is delivering. Everyone, uh, tar- Target's delivering. The USPS is open. UPS is open. All these places are open. I don't understand why Diamond decided to stop. I, I don't get it. No, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. And I don't, and, and I'm glad that hopefully this is the beginning of them coming back and helping these small shops um, survive because, you know, first of all, comic book shops at just right now, comic book shops in a, in a, in a way are already a dying breed. And so sure. doing stopping to distribute their books just kills them, you know, and some of them are in some comics, uh, comic shops are great. Some, some of them are, you know, thinking on their feet, doing Facebook lives of auctions of um, you know their back issues and big issue, uh, big ticket items they have, while others decided to just close down and don't have anything going on. So it's uh, it's also part of you know the adapt 
the adaptation process of trying to understand what to to do. And I'm excited. I hope that this this starts the beginning of coming back to normalcy, at least for the comic book world, because you know it's it's needed. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So stick around, guys. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll get to our main topic of the night: uh, Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. And welcome back to the Variant Podcast. I am your host, Pedro. I'm here with Aiden. And today we are talking about the film that restarted the DC animated universe, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that, that's, where I, that's where I'd put the sound if I knew how to do that. So, <laughs> All right, Aiden. Um, so, here, so some quick hits about Flashpoint Paradox. Obviously, it was released on July 30th, 2013. So with that, I'm giving a little sidebar. This is going to be a spoiler-filled episode. You've had seven years, people. You've had seven years to watch this film. If you haven't watched it, how about you go watch it now? On DC Universe. And then come back and listen to the show. Or if you don't care about getting things spoiled, just listen on. It was directed by Jay Oliva who clearly knows his DC animated films. He's done a lot of the Batman films in this on the, in the in the universe. And so I believe he even did the Dark Knight Returns. He did the Dark Knight Returns. I knew I he recognized did. that he, name. He, yeah, he did a lot of them. Um, like I said before, it was pretty much the official start of the DC extended universe. Um, not this extended universe, my bad, the DC Animated extended universe, which personally I think is better than the actual film universe, but that's just me. I digress. This film got a hundred percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred percent from all two reviewers. I think it was like twenty or something. I was trying to make a joke. Uh, (laughs) It's hard. It's hard when it's hard when (laughs) it's hard to get your joke when we're on Zoom. But that was funny. <laughs> it got a 93% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And as we've kind of said, this film, this is a film adaptation of the 2011 comic book crossover Flashpoint, created by Jeff Johns, Ooh. who rebranded the DC Universe to the new 52. Yeah, that man, that man can do DC pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you find people that love Jeff, Jeff Jeff Jones and you find people who hate him at the same time because I don't know the truth, but according to these release the Snyder Cut people on Twitter that a lot of them started following me, Jeff Jones is the reason Justice League became what it is today. I don't know if that's true. I haven't I really know. I would need more evidence. Really, yeah, I haven't really done any research. I don't know. I'm just going off exactly what people are telling me on Twitter, which usually isn't a good thing. But <laughs> yeah, so the film is pretty much an interesting take on a what would you do if you had the power to change something in the past? Um, in the film, Barry Allen slash The Flash wakes up in a world that isn't what he was used to. His mom was alive, he but he no longer had his powers. Captain Code was actually Citizen Code, which was the good guy, sort of. And Iris was not his wife. Aquaman and Wonder Woman apparently were creating World War III by nearly leveling Europe, which was lit to see that happen. And out of all the heroes in the DC repertoire, Cyborg was the main superhero of this universe. Beats he was me. A government tool. He was he was the Superman. Yeah. He was a Superman of this world because I think that was probably part of the joke because Superman is kind of like the government tool in a lot of these a lot of these films yeah. and comic books. Um, so Barry Allen, um, confused that he doesn't have his powers, his mom's alive, goes to Gotham to speak to Bruce Wayne, but before he does that. We see Batman in a whole different world that I wish we see in, th- in films. I would love to see this Batman. 
in a live action movie. This Batman doesn't care. I mean, okay, take it back. He does care. This Batman is broken. He's if you think Bruce is broken, watching Thomas be Batman is very interesting. He he doesn't care. He 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 has guns. He we the, we first meet him in the film when he is uh, chasing this Harlequin type character called Yo Yo, and he literally just throws her across like down the like just he just throws her out of the out of the the building, and then Cyborg the American hero comes save him save her. Um, it was interesting because then Cyborg tries to convince. Batman to join his, in the words of Batman, Suicide Squad, which I thought was super neat that they brought that in somehow. Like, oh, yeah, let me be part of your Suicide Squad. Because Batman is clearly, even in this Elseworld story, is the, um, you know, the main mastermind behind, like, plans. And everyone knows that, and it's and it, it's 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 showed in the film. Like, oh, if Batman is in, I'm in. If he's not in, I'm out. He's so the glue that, that holds everybody together. As always. Even even when he's a, quote-unquote, not the greatest of guys, he's still the guy that holds everything together. And, like, the president knows. The president's like, do you have Batman in your team? Like, you need Batman. So I thought that was cool. Um, so, yeah, um... Long story short, on this film, you know, he, um, and you can and you can chime in at any moment. Um, you don't have to sit there looking at me pretty. Um, you know, after Bruce, so Barry comes to the uh, comes to Wayne Manor, and he just walks into the Batcave because he knows how to get in because Bruce is his friend, and he gets greeted by this Batman and this Batman, and he's like, "Bruce, it's me." And then Batman goes, "Why did you say that name?" Literally, in, in <laughs> yeah, literally that in different ways. And it's just like, they were like, what? And then he realized this was Thomas. And then he started like, it was so weird seeing him so mean, seeing him such a mean Batman. Reminded you know, grabbed, me of Thomas Wayne and um, Joker. Yeah. Very rough around the edges. He did. Yeah. Kind of a jerk. Kind of a jerk. Yeah. No, you're right. It did, it did remind me of that of that type of thomas wayne and then you see thomas wayne like grabbing barry allen's hand like breaking each finger i was like oh dude that's intense and then they finally you know agree to he finally agreed to help him because he he convinced him that he was part of this other world where his son was there so like you you still see some good in him like you still see that he cares and that he was you know thinking about like he wanted his son alive yeah so he, he tried to help him um, so what does the flash do? Because the flash is just so smart. He wanted to recreate how he got his flash powers, which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. That's one. Um, what, that's what one would do. Yeah. I mean, obviously right in the brick of world war three. Yeah. Let me try to get burned by lightning. So the first time he gets third degree burns, he almost dies. And then oh. second time around, he, he gets it right. I don't know what, I don't know what the difference was. Do you have any idea? Like, I don't know. Batman, like one of the wires, like flew off, and Thomas Wayne just picked it up and kept it together, and I think that's what um, made it work. Yeah, oh, you know, it could have also been. Um, in the second time they did it, they kind of like duct taped the vials. Yeah. So maybe that I don't know, but the second time worked obviously, and Barry Allen becomes a Flash again and saves Thomas Wayne from being like cut in half by falling in his fences, which was intense. Did you, did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, shoot this film. But yeah, it was a very gritty film. Yeah. Like we were just talking about these rated R rated PG 13 <laughs> films. Like how, how in the world was this PG 13? I have like, I don't know. Very violent, dark. I mean, there's even blade runner references. Yeah, which was awesome. I didn't catch. I don't know if you. Wow. Um, What were they? No, there was like when we see the this Gotham, there are some billboards and there are nods to Blade Runner. I think one of them is directly from Blade Runner, but you see it for like a second. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how they could make this film, um, a PG thirteen film with everything that happened in the film. You know. Yeah. 
And then there's even a scene in the end. I don't know if we want to talk about that yet. Oh, we're going. We're getting there. Yeah, we'll get there. I'll mm-hmm, point it for out for sure. Yeah. Um. So, Batman. Uh, so Flash becomes uh, Flash becomes Flash again, and then they start joining this quote unquote Suicide Squad to to you know um defeat the, the end. Yeah, the, the spot stop the war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans, which started. We find out later that because this is super bizarre that Wonder Woman had an affair with Aquaman. Mira finds out. Mira comes to Wonder Woman to kill her. Wonder Woman cuts her head off. <laughs> then Aquaman's mad. And he's mad. I'm like, oh, so now you're mad, huh? Interesting. Oh, so so when you, her head's cut off, you can go defend her honor. But you can totally have an affair and be okay. Okay, that makes a hundred percent sense to me. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, Aquaman. One so, thing yeah. that blew my mind about Aquaman. I like looking into who voices people and who plays yeah. the movies. Aquaman was played by Wesley from Princess Bride. What? Yeah. Dude, do you see how big he was in that film though? I did not like the art in this movie. They're not proportionate at all. Like it's Aquaman head. is just tiny head. Massive hulking body. body. <laughs> it was such a weird. It was so <laughs> weird to see that. Oh yeah. man, yeah. But so that was one of the. To me, I mean, I haven't seen this film in a long time. It's been at least four four years since I saw this film. So when I rewatch it for the for the podcast for the podcast today, um, when I watched it later uh, earlier this week, I forgot how gruesome it was. For sure, like the blood splatters. The you know the the decapitating head, like how is that not rated R? There's another scene. We'll we'll get there. We're almost there. Oh man, that scene was horrible. <laughs> oh Can I explain God. this scene? Uh, yeah, dude, go ahead. So before you get there, let's just uh, catch everybody up to where we are. So they they find. The Flash and ba- and Batman go to Metropolis because the Flash says, "Hey, we're Superman," and they don't know what Superman is, which is a very interesting concept because Superman falls, uh, gets uh, Superman's ship hits Earth, but then the government finds him before the Kents. Yeah, and so the government takes him and does experiments. Which also dark part of the film. Did you see the the skeletons of Crypto? No, I didn't. Yeah. See that. Yeah, no. if when, when they're, dude, so dark. When you walk, when they're walking into the to to free Superman, like you see in the side, like these bones, oh, these no. dog bones. I'm like, oh, that's crypto. They don't say it's crypto, but only one can assume no. that it's crypto. So I, I think they left it there for like your imagination. So I'm going. Yeah. I'm going with crypto. So they find the Superman that was been stuck inside this chamber. Really scrawny looking kid, like he hasn't he been looked, outside. Not yet. Before. He looks like he looks like Captain America pre the, <laughs> yeah, like pre whatever he, uh, Tony Stark's dad gave him. Super yeah. scrawny looking kid, and then doesn't know what's going on. Flash and uh, Flash and Batman um, save him. Flash, Cyborg, and Batman save him. And then, yeah, then they go Just to totally yeah. kills everybody. Oh, he just tries it. <laughs> Yeah, Close your eyes, Superman. The, yeah, the government, the, <laughs> the government comes to stop Cyborg because apparently now he's a bad guy. And Batman, not Batman, Superman comes out and saves everybody. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is super dark. But yeah, and so then Superman saves everybody. Then he just flies away. You are my like, friends. Yeah, you are my friends. He just flies away. I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, even when you're scrawny, you stink. Gosh, Superman. Um, and then from there, they decide to go to New Timascara because that's where Paris is. No, not Paris. Lois. London. What? Wait, what are it's we It's London, about? right? Well, they're also – one thing you left out. One thing they're looking for is Professor Zoom. Oh, yeah. So they find sorry. Professor Zoom. He's sorry, in New yeah. Timascara. Yeah, so the Flash believes – that this new timeline is created because of Professor Zoom slash the Reverse Flash, which he has all not, the reason to think that. Because not to get confused, Zoom. yeah. Sorry, not to get confused with the TV show Zoom and the Reverse Flash. That's two different things. 
in this film, it's Dr. Zoom slash Reverse Flash. Professor right? Zoom. Professor Zoom. So yeah, what they well, so yeah, Barry believes that Professor Zoom is behind all this, but no one knows who this guy is. Right. So they go to New Themyscira, all-out war. We see what I think would be the perfect setup for a Shazam sequel in Captain Thunder. Yeah, Captain Thunder. I thought that was weird, but that's where it's all the kids turn into one person. Yeah, one I don't like Denver. that. Make that in the sequel. I don't like that one at all. Yeah, it's just me. You like that? I do. Instead of having the family, you have one guy? I think it would be funny for a sequel. Have them all struggle to use the same person, but that's just me. Interesting. Yeah, and so so Captain Thunder is there, but before... Okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So... Lois Lane is New Themyscira as an undercover agent, right? We see Wonder Woman kill Steve Trevor because he's a quote-unquote spy for the America. And that's when he says that, you know, Lois Lane is in New Themyscira. And that's when they go find her. They find her, but Professor Zoom, quote-unquote, saves her on purpose. So they have glimpses of him so barry so the whole point was to get barry to europe and so by doing that zoom could kill him yeah and so by doing that he he find he gets everybody to go to europe and they get to europe but i think one of the cool one of one of the interesting parts of the film is and how like i think we've touched way too much how dark this film is but like to it is too dark to hone that point in, they take Captain Adam or the Adam yeah. and make him literally a nuclear bomb. The Atlanteans grabbed him, put him in a, a submarine, and made him a nuclear bomb. Like, what? Yeah. This is but definitely yeah. a PG 13 movie. Yeah, which is weird, right? I don't understand how it's a PG 13 movie. But so. The Suicide Squad that I like to call them, even though they're not officially announced, uh, said to be that, the Suicide Squad goes to New Timiscara, which I believe is London. It was London. Like, London, okay. So they go to London to find these people, to find Wonder Woman and find Aquaman to stop this war. But by the time they get there, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are already going at it. Mm-hmm. So then, all-out war breaks out. Thomas Wayne gets hit a couple times. People are dying left or right. And then, finally, we see Flash and Professor Zoom go at it. Yeah, that was good. Barry is on the ground, beat up, at death's door. We hear a bang. Blood is dripping down Zoom's cowl. Thomas Wayne has shot Zoom through the head. And and we see it through the hole in his head. Wait, that's the thing you were talking about? Yeah. Nah, dude, that's not the worst part of that part of the film. What was the worst part? You don't remember? Okay, so I got you. Captain Thunder was fighting Wonder Woman for that, the second yes. time. And because apparently the first time he, like, she left a mark on him or something. So he yeah. was, like, out for vengeance. And Wonder Woman, like, pins him down and is like, what do you say to turn back into these kids? And he said, Shazam. And he becomes the kids again. Wonder Woman grabs Billy Batson and kills him. I'm talking about the most brutal thing on camera. But yeah, that was uh, that was right, up that was there. That's pretty brutal. They cut away for that. They have yeah. decency for that. So then Barry runs back and restores everything. Kind of. He kind of restores everything part, back. Yeah. yeah, but the goal the goal I I liked I like how the film made the change so evident. You know, at the yeah. start of the movie, you see Batman and Flash in their iconic um, costumes. Yeah. At the end, they're they're all wearing their new Fifty Two costumes, so you can see cool. that you see that things changed because in the beginning of the film, you know, Flash had the help of the Justice League, and the Justice League was like there. But at the end of the film, there was no Justice League yet. Because that's what Justice League War is about. So, oh. yeah, the Justice League doesn't exist yet. 
So a lot, some things changed in the timeline, but I, it, it wasn't such a big deal that like he wanted to go back in time. It right. just, it just ended up happening. And so, you know, um, I like how they did that. Yeah, it was good. And then it was cool seeing the last scene where Flash gives Bruce the letter from his dad. Oh, that was heartbreaking. And we see Batman, the biggest, toughest superhero in DC, cry. That was hard. That was, that do you know what the do you, do you know what the letter said? I didn't have time to read it. What did it say? Well, the letter. Well, the letter wasn't. You, you don't read the letter in this film. You read it in a couple of films later. So I'm kind of spoiling. Oh. The film. Thomas tells Bruce to stop being Batman. Oh. He's like, stop being Batman. It's not worth fi- It's not worth living with this anger. Let it go. Kind of like the same mantra that Barry's mom had in the beginning, like the serenity thing, like be okay with the things you can't change, whatever. Kind of the same concept at the end of the film, but you're not you're not told that until later on in the, in the uh, universe. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you didn't do this, but I did. I I went I went ahead and read the Flashpoint Paradox, the 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 the, 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 the comics, yeah. the the five part miniseries that Jeff Jones wrote, which. Is famous for like I said, resetting the DC comic continu- uh, continuity. The film is a lot better. Really? Yeah, the film is so good. Um, the Flashpoint series is five books, but there are over sixty comics within that. Like, really? Yeah, because the film, for example, in the film, you learned about how Br- Martha became the Joker. All these yeah. like, little things. That you don't know in the kind of Flashpoint comics, you have to read all the other sixty books uh, to to learn because each book is different. So there's like two comic books for Captain Cold, a few for Batman, okay. like all these other ones. So they added a lot to this film. I think it gave the film a whole complete uh, feel to it. Whereas if they were just follow the Flashpoint comic books, some people would have been lost. It was nice for sure. His sixty comics. It was nice being able to get that in a hour and a half format. Yeah, it, it, and you know they they changed a few things, a few big things. In the film, Zoom didn't kill Barry's mom. Mm-hmm. In the comic, she did. But it's probably better to do it that way because it was confusing. If because then people, a regular moviegoer, probably confused. Like, why would Barry do that? Why would he stop? Like it would be weird because since Reverse Flash was shot and killed, yeah, it would have made a lot of confusing thoughts. Like, wait, so how does this work now? So it makes sense to have to switch it around and have yeah. that. But I do, I do like how the film creates this. You know, even for a short period of time, it makes the Flash be the bad guy. The reverse flash says, oh, you think I'm the bad guy. You're the one that runs back in time. And what do you do? You don't go and save JFK from being shot. You don't go and make sure that Hitler Hitler. stays in like art school. No, you go find your mom. Like how selfish are you? And then it shows how a little, a little ripple can have a big impact. has a big impact, a huge domino effect on everything else. So I thought that was super neat. I love like when I first saw this film, I loved it because of that idea of having, you know, Flash be, you know, held responsible for what he did because sometimes he's not. You know, and even in the even in the TV show, he doesn't get really like held accountable for things that he does. Yeah. And here you are shown straight ahead, like straight up, like this is what you did. It's messed up. But it is what it is. Yeah, and it was good. I kind of wish we saw that a bit more. The movie left me wanting a bit more. I felt satisfied, but I felt like it could have used a little more. Yeah. So, if what do you? Sense. Yeah, it does for you. Who was the best part of the the best character to film? Oh, Thomas Wayne, Batman, for sure. Yeah, I love wow. Thomas Wayne, Batman. He was such a um polar opposite of Bruce Wayne's Batman. Like Bruce right. Wayne is like yeah. very no guns, no killing people yeah. focused on like keeping and it with, within the law and justice. And Thomas Wayne just takes that 
totally ignores it. He's using guns. He's throwing people off of buildings. And it was just fun getting to see a man deal with the death of his child. That was cool. Yeah, not even just him, seeing his mom too. Like yeah. The fact that she lost his son, her son, made her become the Joker. Which oh, I would sure. love to see a animated movie about Thomas Wayne Batman and Martha Wayne Joker. Well, didn't they remember how they had the conversations before um, Snyder was fired in a way from the universe that they were going to use Jeffrey the flash Dean film, Nagin. the yeah. flash film as flashpoint paradox to reset the entire universe. Yeah. Like, I still think they can do that. They hope, I hope they do. Like they can still use the flash movie as flashpoint paradox. And then it would make sense that Batman is Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And it would make sense of all these things that like it would make, because obviously you're not going to like recast Zachary Levi. You're not going to recast Gal Gadot, but you know, it would make more sense to say, okay, so a lot of, a few things change in this new timeline. And one of them was Bruce is a lot younger. I don't know. I think, I think that would work. Well, one, I do like that idea. But one thing I like about DC is now they're realizing they don't need to be Marvel. They don't need to have a whole cinematic universe. So like when you have Batman set in the nineties, you have Joker come out. Yeah. Like just having them have their own thing. I like yeah, that. Right. It would yeah. be cool to see it all connected, but I like it separate. Yeah, for sure. It would still be cool. Yeah. For me, the best character of film was not Bruce Wayne, uh, Thomas Wayne. It was flash. He's good. It showed that he can carry a film by himself. Because to me personally, before watching this film the first time back in five, six years ago, I did not like The Flash. I thought he was super annoying. But this film showed to me, proved to me that he can be his own. He can be held accountable for his actions. And he can you know, take a film as his own and literally carry it. Because before this film, The Flash was a joke. You know, in the Justice League yeah. animated series, because this, if you watch the Justice League animated series, this kind, of, this movie makes a lot of more sense for you. But in the Justice League animated series, he's a, he's like the prankster, he's a jokester, like yeah. he doesn't really take, he's not taken serious. But then this film, it, it gives him a whole different layer to his character, and it shows that he can, you know, lead a a, a league and he can lead a team to the to greater good. So I, as much as you know, Thomas Wayne was amazing, and I loved the, the, the like everything you said about the contradictions between yeah. him and Bruce. The Flash made the film because he could do it by himself, and before he couldn't do it. And I thought it was great. I just and thought I it was hope so DC good. realizes this for their movies. Exactly, and like that's why I feel like this is a great opportunity for a Flashpoint Paradox live action film because it would show. Ezra Miller or whoever is the Flash, it would show that they can be their own hero. Because as of right now in the animated universe, the Flash is also a Joker. Like it's a jokester. He doesn't. He's a kid. Doesn't know what he's doing. But for me, and for me, in the, in the counter in the, in the polar opposite of the best, to me, the worst character in this entire film was Cyborg. I can't. I didn't like Cyborg. And Cyborg. Cyborg. Making him the main hero isn't believable in any aspect of your imagination. No one takes him seriously in this film. Even as the main guy, even as the, as the, the government's best hero or yeah. whatever it is called, none of the other heroes take him seriously. To the point that they were, like I said, they would only join if Batman joins. And then Cyborg is defeated so easily by Aquaman. Aquaman literally tears him apart so i didn't like him at all i don't i don't like cyborg as a hero at all never have never probably will um i did like ray fisher cyborg but i didn't like i still don't like the character i like the 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 actor portrayal which was great for me i don't really think i had a character i didn't like i just thought all the characters were interesting they were well written in this one it i enjoyed the film I believe the violence was important in some areas, the, yeah, to set the tone 
for the new animated universe. I, I completely believe that. But I think that it should have been a rated R film, which goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the show about, you know, what is rated R, what's PG-13, and what's the difference. I'm a strong proponent that this should have been an R film. I think, especially when you're having scenes like Wonder Woman killing Billy Batson. Right. It's not, that's not PG-13. I want to let no. my kids watch that. Not at all. Or have her cut a, someone's yeah. head off. Well, I mean, and hold and yeah. hold the head. She was holding the head, dude, like this. Yeah, I mean, like that's been done before, but this just didn't feel right as a PG thirteen. As an animated film, I think even if they kept it the way it was, even if they left it the way it was, the way that, that the film was made and the other one that we saw, should have been rated R because hey, listen, this is intense. Like you see a hole through a guy's head. Like how is yeah. that PG thirteen? I I didn't believe it was PG thirteen. I had to re go. I had to go back into the the parental guidelines to look at it to believe that it was PG thirteen because I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I think another factor is um, animated movies aren't taken as seriously. Like you can get away with a lot in an animated right. movie, and it's yeah. it's an animated movie. Like, so what if there's blood? Yeah, that makes sense. That's my theory. That's the way. Yeah, I a lot a lot of the rated R animated movies are because of cursing. Yeah, uh, that makes sense, and I thought about it that way. Yeah, that like they they're not quote unquote be taken as serious, so yeah. that's why. Um, At least that's what I think. No, that makes sense, dude. I never thought about it that way. It's a good. That's a good point. Think about it. And that's um, why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about overall ranking uh, rating for the film? Obviously, we've only, we've only seen one film so far. There's like twelve to go, but. Um, out of 10, what do you rate? What do you give this film? It was great. Acting was good. I'd probably give it a solid 8.5. Wow. Really? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Not much we're to like, complain about. We're like right there, dude. I, I gave it an 8.6. Nice. It was. It's one of my favorite films. Like aside from many, any of the Batman animated, uh, any of the Batman animated films that they have, which all of them are great. And I can't wait to talk about them. I have so much to talk about. But this is probably my favorite. And it's great. 8.6 out of 10, hands down. I really think that there wasn't much that they needed to change. They made the film better than the comics. And I know I'm going to get some flack on it because some people like the comics better. But I enjoyed it more as a film because it was you're able to watch this without having any superhero comic book knowledge. Yeah. Because, again, as we've been talking about the entire podcast, it resets the universe to the new 52 so that way you learn a lot more about these characters move forward yeah i felt it was also very similar to iron man in that way like you don't yeah. need to know a lot yeah i mean look sure. at how many people know about marvel now or yeah exactly yeah oh well, yeah and but like but like i said the, the problem is these animated films aren't taken as serious yeah because if you try to, because honestly, dude, if you put these one, like these 12, 13 films up against the Marvel film, these are just as good. I mean, you have Marvel movies that have like their own displays, and these are in the bargain bin. Yeah, exactly. So I'm saying like, these, fil these films, they can, they are as good as any Marvel film. The problem is, like we, we you mentioned it and hit it right in the head. These are animated films. They aren't taken seriously because, oh, these are children's films. Yeah. But they're not. Like Justice League Dark is the farthest thing away from a kid's film. So like those are not kid yeah. films. But no. that, I digress. Again, thank you so much, guys, for listening into the podcast. Um, like I said, like we said in the beginning, and we're just trying to create more content for you guys to listen. We're trying to get you guys more active in um, listening and enjoying the content that we have. Like I said, we are going to go through all the DC Animated Universe films from now until it's over. Our next episode, we're probably going to talk about Justice League War. I'm not going to say 100% because we might have some different uh, the different things going on before then. But our goal is to, uh, for our next show to be on Justice League War. If you love the show and you want to just chat with us, um, just head over to our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They're all at Variant Podcast. Um, you can also check out our website, VariantPodcast.com. And if you want to support the show with money, um, because we do this as a labor of love, but you still got to pay websites and things like that, we do have a Patreon site called 
patreon.com slash variant podcast. Just go to our website, variantpodcast.com to find out more information. Aiden, any final thoughts? I'm very excited for what the future of our animated film reviews are going to look like. I haven't seen yeah. any of them, so I awesome. think this was a great starting point. But, but yeah, I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you guys are are, are not going insane yet. Um, if you if you don't need to, stay home. We still aren't in the clear yet. Um, or else we would be doing this face-to-face with Aiden instead of doing it through Zoom. But yeah, like I said, my name is Pedro. I'm here with Aiden. And uh, until next time, bye. take care.